is The Greenhouse Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm a leadership, career, and business coach and the founder of Greenhouse, a company that helps people and teams grow and figure out what's next. This podcast is for leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. Myself and our curated team of guests are here to give you tips and share thoughts and have meaningful conversations about topics in career and life, because we believe that with the right tools, you can lead a more fulfilling and impactful life. So on today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about something I find really, really interesting, which is nervous habits. Are you going to join me in this, Steve? No. <laughs> is that your nervous reaction right now? It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. like a look away. Like, right. mm. No. <laughs> you know, I get asked about this one a lot. So a little bit of background about me is I, I've coached people on communication, mostly physical, like physical skills communication-wise. So I think it made me really aware of people's nervous habits, too. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about them because wh- why why do we why do we have them first of all? I mean, it's a no brainer. Just answer it. Why do we have nervous habits? You want me to answer yeah. right now? Why? Gosh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, some of it's probably coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think we don't often. So we we joke about this a lot. Like we don't often see ourselves kind of in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So you know, since we do this podcast and we're on video a lot and we see ourselves often. <laughs> on video, you start to realize like, whoa, I do that? I never even knew. Right. And so some of sometimes I think it's just because we don't even know. But I don't know. Why else do we have them? I don't know. I mean obviously something internal is going on. Mm -hmm. And so externally it's showing. That's often what I think it is. It's like something, mm. and so we're, we're we're reacting with our body in some ways, whether yeah. we like it or not, you know. And so the hard thing is is what do we do about it? Like, what are they, and then what do we do about it? That's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. So I have a question for you. Do you have one? Do you? Oh, here's what I want to know. Do you have a nervous habit that you've overcome? A nervous habit I've yeah. overcome. You know, this is the hardest thing for me to answer on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I have one. I can give you a moment to think. Would you like me to start? Yeah. Okay. Here's a nervous habit that I have overcome. So I am generally a very happy person. I have a very positive and I smile a lot. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, my parents were like, smiley, Sunday, like, Mm. but to a fault sometimes I will smile or giggle when I am nervous. Uh-huh. And I really did that in my 20s. I really just, so I, it's like my default. It's just where I go. Well, smiling and laughing is not always appropriate in yeah. the right situations. Uh-huh. So sometimes it was something negative happening and I would still smile and giggle. You get it? <laughs> yeah. And that didn't always go over so well. Right. And also this is really what changed the game for me. So Whatever we do nervous-wise, whatever our default is, is exhausting to our audience if we repeat it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So for me, I used to smile and giggle. So the giggle was more of the nervous, but like when I was speaking, I would smile a lot because that's natural, but it bores my audience because I'm smiling all the time. Yeah. So calling it out. I just said, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh, tell me about it. Everyone on the podcast is like, I'd like to see that smile. I'm thinking (laughs) that, right? Yeah. So, or they're not. (laughs) But so I, but how, what I did was somebody actually, I talked to somebody about it. So I identified that I felt it. I talked to someone else about it. And then I started to do things to change to replace the behavior. And now I can have a presentation where I change my default as being smiled. That's the good. Okay. Did That's a great example. Yeah. So I have one example, but then I'm going to ask you to tell me one that you've seen. I was I just going to say, okay. I want to hear like what you maybe yeah. see in each mm. other. Okay. Too. 
Well, one I thought about, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but I can go into my head a lot, like um, go into thinking mode. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's a very lively world in there. Like there's lots of going on. <laughs> <It's> so lively. <laughs> so I'm happy in, when I'm in my head. I'm right. very happy. But my face looks I'm, like I'm very unhappy. Mm. So this would happen all the time. I used to work in like a big corporate setting, big campus, lots and lots of people. You're moving around all day to different meetings. And I would, all the time this would happen, I'd be in the hall just like thinking, very happy in my happy nothing <laughs> box. And then somebody would walk up to me and be like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> are you lost? <laughs> and right. Like, like seriously concerned about me. Mm-hmm. Are you lost? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, what's the deal? It took me a long time. And then I realized, oh, I look very like right. distraught or lost because mm-hmm. I'm just standing there staring mm-hmm. into space with like an unhappy look on my face. <laughs> Inside, I was doing great. I was having a party. Fine. It was very fun. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting one too. That's like it's so that's like a physical behavior that you're not necessarily being put on the spot over, mm-hmm. but it's that you kind of settle into uh, that sometimes you start to lose focus of how others are perceiving you. Right. And you've right. helped me coach on this and some other people too to like emote more mm-hmm. with my body language, with my face, like mm-hmm. show more of what right. I'm thinking. Let people in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But what do you okay, do you see one that I well, do? Is is there one that bugs you that I do? <sighs> I, I was just about to say, I, because I, you know what, I was gonna actually gonna flip it. Okay. I have not seen you actually present very often on large stages. Yeah, that's true. Because our, because we've been working together mostly here, two thousand twenty one, which has been mostly more one on one in Zoom, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to know if you have one there, and I, I, if I had observed you, I'm sure I would find one because everyone has one, right? Do you have one Do I have on one on stage? stage? You were, Jacqueline, you, know? you actually saw me most recently on stage. Oh, yeah, at Inc. 5000. Well, the thing that comes to mind when I think about that, this was, for you listeners, Sunday wasn't um, on our team just yet. And um, Steve and I went over to Sunday's house and Sunday coached him oh, on yeah. body language right. before we went. Because Inc. 5000... I mean, big a stage, great opportunity. a huge yeah. opportunity. Yeah, it was going to be so awesome. And the thing that stood out to me most, your nervous tick at the time, and I think you've really worked on this, especially in, um, or nervous habit, I should say. Uh-huh. In Zoom, you've worked on this a lot because yeah. you live in a box, yeah. is using your hand motions and providing variety in movement when you're talking moving to different parts of the stage or even on a computer screen making sure to lift your hands like turning your head different things to add variety Mm. yeah um mine's like a lack of nervous tips (laughs) it needs more (laughs) (laughs) but that's actually one yeah that's actually a great call out there well and my default used to be hands in pockets which is such a guy thing now i notice all the time because I don't know. Like guys were insecure about emotion, so we put our hands in our pockets. And leaders will do this on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And then maybe I don't know. Maybe because women's mm-hmm. clothing even has less like pockets to go yeah, to. Yeah, you know, it's I don't very know. true. I just think I, like I, you are right. Like guys are really bad it. at that. A pencil skirt does not have a pocket. No. You know, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, I do think yeah. So yours is to be too still, maybe to not add enough variety. So when you're nervous, you stay still. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, so actually I'm going to Jacqueline, since you're here with us today, you and I have one that's the same that by the way, I have not yet been able to solve for. We were talking about this. So that's actually what's interesting about this, this topic too, is some, uh, we feel we can change them. Some 
Oh, yeah. I, I still had can't always find the answer. And so you and I both blush. Gosh. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, gosh. I, my neck yeah. just, and oh, it, yeah. I don't even, I can't it's even It's an quite, unfair world. It is it's, really. It's hard to <laughs> be very pale yeah. and very light hair. Yeah. <laughs> just put it that way. Yeah, because, I mean, red, I mean, people, <sighs> and I feel like people are annoying and they call it out. They're like, oh, yeah. maybe yeah. blush. And then that makes it even worse. Even worse. It yeah. does. Oh, but that's when you can't yeah. call out. Yeah. You, like, it makes it worse. It makes it worse. Right. But, but yeah, And I have not. Work on well, I don't know. I well, I feel it when it's happening. Yeah. So, so the only thing I have learned is that sometimes I take a glass of water, and I control my breathing. Yeah. So often, what's I feel like? Okay, you're That's just good. you're just mm-hmm. like your your emotions somewhere have gotten uh, are showing somewhere. Like yeah. you know. So for me, it yeah. tends to be emotions, but I can't quite fig- figure out. It's not always a negative emotion. Sometimes no. it's a happy emotion. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm excited about mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But the point is, I blush and that's um, a good one. It's misunderstood in audiences sometimes that I am embarrassed. Right. And it yeah. bugs me because I'm usually in some way trying to portray yeah. some strong message or be some strong woman. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I have not yet found the cure for <laughs> the that cure. one. <laughs> the cure. Sometimes it can be verbal. Like I'm thinking, um, I'm just going to throw her under the bus like I always do. So my wife actually, she, one of hers is <laughs> like a verbal, um, but a lot of people do this. That's why yeah. I bring it up. She'll end a sentence with, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. So you'll say, and yeah, especially like the mm-hmm. younger the generation does this more and more. We mm-hmm. don't want to assert anything as fact, yes. mm-hmm. and so we don't actually say something confidently. We're right. like, I mean, you know, we don't say stuff confidently, but I, but I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you just took back your yeah. confidence. You just completely you just botched your whole yeah. thing there, and yeah. and it's okay to to not be sure, but that can be a nervous tick where you end everything with like, but I don't know. What could you replace with? But I don't know. I think you could replace it with. So, you know, I mean, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Right. Simply end it with. Yeah. So, those, yeah, absolutely. What, or, yes, what are your thoughts? So, yeah. so, I think those are my thoughts. Yeah. How about yours? Or you could even say, I recognize that people have varying opinions here. I'd love to hear yours. It's like it's a very confident thing instead of, but I. But I'm not sure. But I don't know. Yeah, it's don't like, know. but you sounded yeah. like you did know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that resonates with me because I I feel like I'll be like so passionate about something. We joke a lot when I get really excited, like my my voice gets higher. Yeah. And then when you end it with, but yeah. And then you like scoot away from the table yes. or like draw away. It's like. But that totally contradicts yeah. what you yeah. just said. And that yeah. is nerves. Mm. It's oh, nerves. And the crazy part. Tell me if you disagree, but I think the people who are most likely to kind of end the sentence with, I don't know, mm. actually have the most power in the room when they confidently say what they think. Because yeah. they're usually not mm-hmm. going to assert their opinion as hard. Mm. And so it's like, when you step up and say something, we are all tuned in. Mm. And it's like, whoa, that was powerful. And then you say, but, but I don't know. And it's, it takes away the impact. It does. Yeah. We could list. I mean, and I do have some examples because I, I do want to hear more examples. Yeah, yeah. I do. This I'm going to give a few more examples and then I'm going to, what I'm going to do is ask you, what do you, like, what do you do about it? Like, how do you identify yeah. it and what do you do about it is where, what I want to Could you do that part in. in a New York accent? I'd love to do it in a New York accent. Yeah. My other question, if you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but in your, um, 
examples can you give examples just in like day-to-day life too not necessarily like there oh, it feels yeah. like there's a lot of obvious ones maybe like in the workplace or as a leader but like what about just in like day-to-day conversation oh, yeah. they, too yes are you okay. kidding we and I think there's more actually in the day-to-day mm, okay than than there are it's just the ones on stage are so, are obvious, so obvious to the world yeah. yeah so people and usually what we're doing in our day-to-day then guess what it lands on stage yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah, you're so right. they do kind of like uh overlap with each other Hmm. I was thinking about uh, this one Um, so I was actually telling Steve about this so my husband really talks very deep so what happens with him is he talks even deeper when he gets into um, I'm going to educate you mode like he and he so he's saying that when he's he's really passionate about something with his students his voice goes even deeper because he's like really in for you your voice mm-hmm. goes higher for him mm-hmm. his passion brings him deeper mm-hmm. but i thought the really interesting thing about it is it exhausts him well and you said this the other day and i i think it's true i've noticed it not only does his voice go deeper but he tilts his head down, down. yes mm-hmm. yeah and, and and so he's constricting air right so he's like yeah. now we're here and, and he finds himself talking for 20 straight minutes like that. And then he's like, oh, I'm exhausted. And so mm. it was this small little recognition that so now what he's doing is is trying to raise the head and not bring the voice down, right? So it's like a small such trigger. Such a small thing. But it's such tiring. A big impact. So that was the other thing yeah. I was going to say is sometimes when we conquer our, mm. our little nervous habit, we actually find ourselves breathing a little bit better too because mm. we're, cause we're, we're, cause we're winning. Does that make sense? Yeah. We're winning at it. So another really labored breathing is a really popular one. Have you heard people just kind of start to lose their breath? Mm-hmm. Not from just going up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> just And it's a nervous, it's a nervous reaction. People start breathing. And so... When we find ourselves labor, labor, labored in our breathing, what do you think we should do? What what comes to your mind? Slow down. Right. Oh my gosh. No, that I I a hundred percent do that. Mm-hmm. It's like I have so many thoughts. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get everything out, and then all of a sudden I'm like I'm like gulping for <laughs> yes. air, and it's like settle down. Like, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> and it yeah. is usually because yeah. you're excited about something, and then like then that's when the redness comes in. It's like right. a whole train, <laughs> it's a whole circle. It is, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the physical stuff is how you can notice. Yeah. Like yeah, mm. for you in that situation, your shoulders come up. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. I'll see that, but you don't see it but on I yourself. I don't see it, right? So it's why yeah, it can be helpful to ask others. Like yeah. I'm loving that we're calling it out about each other because yeah. that's the only way you mm-hmm. learn. Mm-hmm. Or you get on Zoom and stages a lot and watch yourself, which is extremely <laughs> oh. painful. Yeah. Highly yeah. recommend not doing that. <laughs> it's so true. But it is interesting how like your personality type, and this is in our world of coaching called like somatic coaching. Somatic mm. coaches, you know, are good at this. Call out how your personality kind of mm. comes to life or manifests through your physical. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like, yeah, somebody who's has more of that like tense anxiety uptight they're good they're gonna their body's yeah. gonna sh- go come closer shoulders mm-hmm. come up tense they'll do a lot of like bringing their fingers together making points it's all like getting specific yeah. my personality yeah. is more open-ended and you'll see it like i mumble yeah. mm-hmm. i mumble all the time which i've learned with podcasting because <laughs> i'm trying to just be like relaxed and casual and like put and no detail like no i need to get more detailed and crisp mm-hmm. with my and so it kind of comes your personality mm can come out in those things and I think that's just fascinating yeah mm-hmm. we, we all have them it, and I'm sure you know mine is that I talk too fast you kind of so I yeah. just I'll barrel through things right mm-hmm. but it's also a gift right it's <laughs> it's one of the reasons you're entertaining you're fun to yeah. listen to um mm-hmm. but I would say maybe the more nerve 
Can I give you a... Yeah, okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's less about talking fast and more about trying to quickly fill the gaps. Oh, yeah. If there's totally. like a mm-hmm. microsecond of silence, you're trying to jump in Completely. and fill it. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone else in the room needs that. Totally. Right? Or some people, like I noticed when we started podcasting, I have too long of pauses. Because I'm like back up in my right. head. It's like, <laughs> and no, I no, you need to spit enough. it out, right. Steve. I yeah. thought I was talking fast. I was like so slow. Yeah. Painfully, yes. painfully long silence. So, so I have heard that one before and know that about myself. And so a, a place that we that is important mm-hmm. to go, so I'll go on that one, mm-hmm. is to ask ourselves why. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first, first of all, first of all, you have to identify it. And usually you can't do it yourself. You have to be a little bit vulnerable and say, hey, by the way, I'm getting ready to teach next week. Would you just, or hey, I'm working on some self-development when we're working together. Could you start noticing if I have something I I lean towards when I'm nervous? And you have to be okay, by the way, getting the feedback. Because the only way to make change Mm -hmm. is to hear what it is that we naturally do. Yeah. So ask. So what do you do, though, when you get the feedback and you start feeling all defensive? Yeah, right. Mm. Well, <laughs> probably means you're not ready <laughs> to change, you know? Or what... Or you need a minute. The question you know? that you just asked was really good. Um, like a really good self-help tool is to kind of look internal for a second, get curious, why am I feeling defensive mm. about this? Is yeah, it because why. like mm-hmm. it feels really personal or like something I can't help and name that and maybe yeah. even name it out loud mm-hmm. to the person who's giving you the feedback. Right. Like if Sunday you said to me, you know, Jacqueline, you <laughs> really get out of breath <laughs> when you, I'm laughing cause this feels like such a real thing. Right. Um, hmm. and I could say, okay, I'm feeling a little defensive because I feel like I can't help it. I don't right. know how to get my thoughts out without, feeling like I have to rush really mm-hmm. fast and, you know, fill the space to, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So maybe just naming That's that. Good. I think helpful. where the defensiveness comes mm-hmm. mostly though, is because the person didn't ask. Mm-hmm. So tip number one, don't, mm-hmm. don't always offer it. <laughs> No, that's a, if a yeah, person isn't ready, which because, is why it's so important to ask others yeah. to give you the feedback because yes. it frees them up to it do it. It frees them up because you're you might not be ready for it. I mean, and who knows what's going on in that person's life? You know. Well, there's another idea: is the ask one more question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. ask, hey, okay, do you notice a nervous tick? I do. Yeah. And then they give you the answer instead of getting defensive or explaining it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask one more question and be like, why do you think that is? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because That's then they'll good. probably say something like, well, you don't mean to do it, but yeah. it's just yeah. like, there's yeah. like a qualifying. Yeah. It yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. whew, brings the emotion, adrenaline rush down yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah. I think that one's really important. I think, and if you, if you are working with someone and they really do have something that you think that mm-hmm. is helpful for them, mm-hmm. Don't assume they want to hear it. Ask them. Because I definitely had people in my life tell me things that I didn't necessarily ask for. But they they waited for A, the right time. And B, they said, hey, I'd love to give you some feedback on something I noticed. Let me know if you'd like to hear that. First of all, that's like awesome. And also, I could also say, yeah, next week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like right now nope. that I'm going to say no I'm good to nope. go right but then that does give you some time to think about it, it and does. to prepare yourself yep. for I mean feedback is feedback yes. right like feedback is yep. nor good nor bad right um, but yeah it gives you some time to yeah. prep for it the <laughs> number one nervous 
physical thing I notice in young women in their mm-hmm. 20s is upswings. They really struggle with... In their voice. In their voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they'll be, they second guess, and it comes across like they're second guessing, just like you were mentioning, Ashley, mm-hmm. not with the verb words, but by their tone, they say. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking that Myers-Briggs is a good idea. I'd like to present it to the class. And everything is... Mm-hmm. And my, my name, even this one, my name is Sunday Marquardt. And you're like, is it? Is it? Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> it comes across as a question. It always, a yeah. It's a very yeah. 20s... Mm. And it's because we're growing and we're trying to find our confidence, yeah. but it's coming out in a way that we're, looks like we're second guessing ourselves. Oh, this all is the time. so good, though. Yeah. Mm. So this is a tip for anyone who's like thinking of they're in a workplace where they have to like show up and be confident, right? That's well. the The natural tendency is well, everyone else is talking like that, so I fall in line. I kind of like assimilate to the norm, and I would say, no, don't actually go in and intentionally you know, say it and end it with a period confidently mm. and you will stand out will. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. um, I think sometimes those nervous ticks, it's, it can be easy to just fall into the norm Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and intentionally doing it a little different can actually, um, really help. <laughs> like it can help you yeah. in a good way, in mm-hmm. a positive way. That's a big, cause that's a, it's big, a one big one that happens a lot with confidence. Mm-hmm. So the tip on that one is to, first of all, go into the lower tones. Mm-hmm. So be, to, be, to recognize that lower tones resonate more with people. Hmm. People like lower tones better than higher tones. Mm-hmm. And to always end on a down. Always. Mm. So, in fact, you should even pause. So, actually, there's a whole TED Talk out there about how to say your name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Man. Like that you should say, hello, my name is Sunday Marquardt. It's like there's like a Sunday, and then sometimes you move your eyes to another Marquardt, and it's a it's like a boom. It's not a so my name is Sunday Marquardt, and today I'm here to talk about. It's like yeah. we move right That's past it. my name, right? Like let own your name, like it's just like own your name. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. That's so really all these things, though, that I mean, here I am, um, in my upper forties, but did I have all these things in my twenties? Uh, hell no. <laughs> I learned, but I think that we need to be open to learning. And also, if you if you like the way someone does something, sometimes imitating helps us change too. It, it becomes our own. Like if you like something about someone, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know, things like that. The other one is lip licking and eyebrows down. So I just wanted to say a lot of times people will just, <laughs> we are lip licking right here in this room. Uh, it's a nervous thing. We lick or we bite our lip. So lip, and it's it's just, I'm not exactly sure the why. Anyone have any thoughts? Why? I feel like it's like something to do. Like mm-hmm. you're just not, it's kind of like if you don't know what to do with your hands mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. Or like playing with your hair feels mm-hmm. like the equivalent of that mm-hmm. too. But I don't know. Yeah, there's kind of an energy that needs to get out, and so mm-hmm. you're kind of letting it come out in a, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. physical. So the tip I read about it was simply um, drink water. <laughs> that sometimes it's just a dry, yeah. but but it, believe it or not, having water in front of you in all situations at all meetings is a great thing because whenever we feel nervous about anything, like you and I when we blush, guess mm-hmm. what? I'm grabbing a glass of water. No, I total. I feel mm-hmm. like I definitely do that if it, I feel like. Maybe I said something vulnerable in a yep. meeting or something I'm not sure about. I am right. y'all can watch for this for now, and I immediately <laughs> grab my water bottle and I'll even turn. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, oh yeah. gosh, what just happened? Yeah, I have yeah. noticed that one. <laughs> it you gives do it you constantly. a moment. I yeah, it all she the does time. it all the time. I, it's a- I'm not confident at all. <laughs> oh, another. Can I say another confidence a one? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm curious if you think this falls into the category. So uh, 
I've been working with a client. This isn't an individual. This is a whole company on this one because it's so infiltrated the culture. It's really destructive. And no one was noticing it. They end the sentence, kind of like you said, the upswing. Uh-huh. It's similar to that, but you end your sentences with right. The word yeah, right, right posed yeah. as a question. Mm-hmm. And I think, personally, I think it comes out of an insecurity that I need you to affirm that mm-hmm. you're with me, that you agree. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this, right? And this is what I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it actually has the complete opposite effect. It, it, it makes everyone else on the defensive like, like I, no, maybe, wait, no, I, mean, I don't know if I agree. Like, right. Mm-hmm. right? Often they're doing it for consensus too, but they're, they're choosing the wrong word. It's you know, kind of like um and like were mm-hmm. back in the 90s. We got to rid <laughs> schools of um and like. So but hard. now, right? Right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is a pretty good episode, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, That's you're not like, fair to you. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I'm like imposing an opinion mm-hmm. on you. So it's kind of, to me, that one's really mm-hmm. interesting and fascinating yeah. because it's so mm-hmm. psychological and like it'll happen with, uh, without recognizing what's going on there. Yeah, because I have made the mistake of saying makes sense. So I'll say makes sense to a group. Now, the reason I'm doing that, my motivations, are that I really do care if something I'm saying isn't making sense. Mm. I actually would like you to say, no, could you repeat that? Or no, that didn't connect. But makes sense, they don't know what to do with. When I say makes sense, <laughs> everyone's like, there. it looks like I'm saying every, I want everyone to nod their head and say yes. And agree, so isn't yeah. it interesting that my motivation is actually, I want you to tell me if I'm mm. not making sense, but I'm not saying the right thing. So instead of make sense, I need to just stop and just say, does anyone need any points of clarity? Any questions? What's making sense? What's not making sense? Mm. Versus That's the other. good. Yeah, it's That's a good really solution good. to probably a lot of these is you might nervously just like react you, you just do the habit right because it right. just comes out but then kind of clarify it yeah so you you happen to say makes sense and you're like okay what i mean by that is and yes. explain yourself yeah so you look like you had a thought yeah Did well I, it just got me into thinking yeah how do we like what can we do about some mm-hmm. of these <laughs> okay so really it's three steps so first identify okay. so how do i identify Ask a good friend, a trusted friend, right? Mm. That's the first one. The second question is, once it's identified, ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. Just do a little exploring as to finding out if the reason you're doing it is for some fear you have that needs to be addressed. Do you need to talk mm-hmm. out the fear? Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just a fear in there that we just need. Well, actually, I'm afraid that if I don't say right, then people will disagree with me. And uh, honestly, I'm not sure I'll, I'll know how to have that conversation. It makes mm. me nervous. Like, get it out there. Okay, that's the why. That's the why. The what to do about it is the hardest part. you know. And I hate to say that I don't have a clear answer always because each situation mm-hmm. is different. But I will say that if you identify and decide to make change, simple things like a note to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know, and of course, we're so lucky with Zoom right now because I, you know, I, Jacqueline, I'm looking at Jacqueline. I can put a note to myself mm-hmm. because when I'm nervous, I talk too fast. So I always put a sticky note up that says, slow down, pause, mm-hmm. be present. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before every talk, but I can't do that live. Yeah. But what I can do before I'm live is write it down on a piece of paper right before I go on. Mm-hmm. You get it? It's like, just in, get yourself centered. So get yourself centered. The only other one is that we need to decide, are we going to eliminate this one or are we going to replace it? So yeah. it's either, am, can I replace it with something else? Mm-hmm. Do I need to replace it with a positive habit? Does that well, make sense? Yeah, it gave me another thought going back to the stage thing. I didn't think of this one before, but one of my nervous habits is in the stage situation is I start bouncing all around. It's like mm-hmm. I, I get up there and I'm literally just introducing myself 
and it's the most hard to follow. I'm I'm talking about like, like when I was five years old, verbally. then when I was thirty five, okay. and then like yesterday's <laughs> dinner and tomorrow's lunch. He's like, what is he talking about? I've lost the audience already. Yeah, and so I've been learning more and more to my, um, you know, eliminate or replace. I'm replacing it with write down my first three or five bullets. Mm, good. Like, yeah. what is the linear order of things yeah. I need to say at the very beginning sure. to introduce myself mm-hmm. or to kick it off? Mm-hmm. And that, that's a, been a big one for me. Yeah, brainstorm with people. If you're like, ah, how do I eliminate? Brainstorm. Look it up on the internet, too. Sometimes there's great suggestions right there. Yeah. The last one is that sometimes people need to do a physical cue. So no one has to see it, but I have coached several clients to maybe, um, to maybe gra- grab the, the hem of their like the side, the seam where your pants are, you get it? Mm-hmm. Like while they're sitting, sometimes we just need to like um, touch our leg or mm-hmm. something that says, Shh, you're doing it again. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a signal to myself that just says, stop, right? Back to the stage, so I have to tell you, you want to know what the most powerful thing that somebody told me to do that's really helped? Because hmm. I can get a little busy too. I'm okay. excited. Is before I ever speak, find where home is. That's what we say. Find home. So where on the stage is home, and what uh, at what does home look like? Does it look it looks like feet standing, hips width apart, arms relaxed, eyes connected? Okay, that's home. So anytime I find myself, I walk to that space that I've declared as home, and it calms me immediately, and I connect with a pair of eyes, and I move on. It's that's like, pretty cool because yeah. I've noticed you doing that when you give talks, mm-hmm. and it is from the audience perspective, it's like. Also, because there's a bit of silence there yeah. while you're moving to that home spot, mm-hmm. it, it grabs my attention again. Like my mind might have been wandering oh, yeah. and I'm like, whoa, she's got a point here. It's kind yeah. of a cool, mm-hmm. um, the effect it has on the audience mm-hmm. I've noticed in myself. Mm-hmm. So I could talk forever about these. I'm obviously passionate about this and I've helped a lot of people, but really all I wanted to do in our podcast today was just get people thinking about it. Think about what yours are, self-assess yourself, ask others, and then do a little research on what you can do to shift or change it. But you can change the things that are natural yeah, and because our go-to place and actually make them crisper and tighter and we can change our, our defaults. We can. Yeah, I think it's great. And, you know, it's something you can make fun. Mm-hmm. Like we, we do this often where you kind of get a keyword with somebody else, like a trusted friend or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like somebody who's close to you. You kind of have this keyword and it becomes almost a funny thing, but then they're able to call it out when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's not this offensive, Mm-mm. you don't need to like go talk about it. So <laughs> like we right. gave the example of steving it, right? That's now just a code word in my house right. and my workplace where like when I do it, somebody can be like, oh, steved it. And I know, and yeah. I can yeah. adjust, but it's helpful yeah. to me. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, it relieves attention for them mm-hmm. too. And if your team knows it, they can help you and remind you beforehand. So I know you both have been really good right before I'm about to speak to say, hey, just remember, slow down. Like it's good mm-hmm. that my team kind of knows my vulnerabilities a little bit because then I go, whoosh, and it just centers me. So you can do something about nervous habits. <laughs>